Today is Friday, September 24th. The title for our devotional is Gentle Dogmatism. This week we've been exploring the tension between our theology and how we hold our theology. Our theology is vitally important because truth is vitally important. We must know the truth about God to properly worship God. For example, if we solely view God as a moralistic enforcer, kind of like a judge or a police officer, we will have an incomplete picture of who he is and therefore find it impossible to worship him as our loving father. So knowing about God is very important and contributes to the worship of God, but we must not equate our knowing about God to knowing God. The former is based in knowledge and information of him, while the latter is based in relationship and love of him. For example, I know a lot about Michael Jordan because I was obsessed with his basketball career, but I do not know him in a relational sense as a friend. My friend Luke, however, on the other hand, I know a lot about, and I have many experiences with him with which we have formed a friendship. We must relate to God like a friend and a father, not just in knowledge about him like we would a celebrity. Therefore, we must approach our knowledge about God from a posture of humble truth-seeking. If our aim is to know God truly, meaning as he is in reality, we can even appreciate having our preconceived notions about him challenged because it will lead us to a more truthful concept of who he is. Remember, knowing him is the goal. Defending our current concept of him is not the goal. When we make a defense of our current ideas about God without gentleness and respect, as 1 Peter 3.15 tells us, or attempting to speak the truth without love, as Ephesians 4.15 calls us to do, it will inevitably come from arrogance and pride, leading to a sort of fundamentalism. To do this, then, we must always pair our theology with the character trait of humility. This is what A.W. Tozer calls a gentle dogmatism. We must pursue truth, stand on the truth, but hold it with humility and grace. Weaponizing truth to, quote, own the libs or beat back the right is not the way of Jesus. Our polarized political climate will have us believe that Christians must align themselves with either the Republican Party or the Democratic Party to be truly Christian. Republicans emphasize the preservation of traditional family values and defending the life of the unborn as the only Christian position, whereas Democrats emphasize caring for the poor, immigrants, and refugees, along with pursuing social justice as the only Christian position. Simply put, as Christians, we do not follow the donkey or the elephant. We follow the lamb. We must humbly go where the truth of Scripture leads us. Even if it leads us out of alignment with both parties, it will lead us to a closer alignment with Jesus. Like the blind man throw down to the synagogue only to find Jesus. In his book, Regenerate, Following Jesus After Reconstruction, Tony Scarcello documents how he became so disenfranchised with his conservative church's allegiance to Trump and the Republican Party that he deconstructed his faith and became politically progressive. After rethinking that, he writes, It was a sobering realization that my progressiveness did not make me more like Jesus. I was reactive, I wasn't rooted. I was progressive, but I was not making progress towards my deeper humanity, or toward what I meant to be truly a part of the Jesus movement, or towards what it meant to be a part of the Jesus movement. My progressiveness had become its own kind of fundamentalism, and often, and oftentimes came close to losing the Jesus of the Christian tradition. Elsewhere, he sums it up well. When we pledge allegiance to a tribe, which is what we do when we hold out truth without humility, uh, because it's conservative or progressive, we have neutered the gospel. It is just easier to call the Trump-supporting young earth creationist digressive than it is to partner with him or her in the redemptive movements of the Spirit. 
It's easier to dismiss the Bernie Sanders-loving theological liberal as a heretic than it is to work with them in advancing human flourishing on every level. We are content to use the aforementioned arguments as excuses to avoid each other. We fight, argue, and bludgeon each other over the head with out-of-context Bible verses, and all the while we testify something ugly to the world about God. So, followers of Jesus need to pursue truth in Scripture with the character trait of humility. The practice that develops this muscle in our lives is repentance. I find it fascinating that Christians can be so arrogant, prideful, and condescending when they follow a faith that began with repentance. That is, an admittance that we are wrong and commit to believe something different and to live a different way than we had before. Admitting we are wrong in our actions and our thinking is also to be a regular part of the Christian life, that is, in repentance. If we were doing this and practicing this, we would certainly be more humble people, and it would be revealed in how we speak to one another and how we hold the truth. We all need to learn from Job. After Job and his friends expressed their theology of pain and suffering, often it's bad theology, uh, God finally speaks. His answer doesn't really give us any comprehensive solutions to the problem of pain and suffering in the world. Instead, his answer is basically, who do you think you're talking to? Job 38, 1-3, Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Job 38, 4, Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me, if you understand. Then verse 8, Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? Verse 12, Have you ever given orders to the morning, or shown the dawn its place. He goes on and on with these, essentially calling Job to look at God, look at who he's talking to. Then Job 42, God also says, will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. Then in chapter 40, verse 8, would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Good question. Would you condemn God to justify yourself. Then Job's response is admirable and exemplary. Job 40 verses 4 and 5. Job says, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. 42, 1 through 6. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, Who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, Listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. In this conversation around deconstruction and cultural Christianity, we can all use a little more humility like Job. My prayer for us as a church in the midst of these theological and cultural debates that have been raging in the culture and have crept into the church is that we would move, like Job, from hearing of God to seeing God. Like the blind man, we would see Jesus and believe and worship him. 
then out of that posture of humble relationship, we can then pursue truth humbly in Scripture.